Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about life's short, so let's talk, is Jolene Hill. Jolene is motivated to inspire families to have conversation about what really matters in life. She was a full-time carer for her husband when he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And with this knowledge and her background as a funeral director, she was inspired to create Your Life Talks. Your Life Talks was created with a mission to raise community awareness of the importance of initiating these meaningful conversations within families, to recognize our intrinsic need to remember and celebrate our life and achievements, and talk about our future as we age. Her innovative conversation starter cards and mobile app, Your Life Story and Your Life Wishes, have been widely embraced as an ideal way to assist families with kickstarting these conversations. How are you doing today, Jolene? I'm fine, thank you. And thank you for the invitation well, to join you, Jason. Yes, and for those that don't know, you are joining us from down under. You are in Queensland, Australia, so it's a little bit early. It is a little bit early. It's around 2 a.m. in the morning, but that's absolutely fine. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, and, and um, we really do appreciate it. Uh, before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. For those that are joining us for the live webinar, uh, type in your questions, and time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get these questions answered. Jolene, I'd like to start. Can you tell me a little bit about your background as a funeral director and a carer? Uh, yes, my professional background uh, was as a funeral director, and uh, I, I organised funerals for hundreds of families here in Brisbane in Queensland. So uh, over that period of time, I, I got to, to learn a lot about what happens in families in terms of the conversations that, that they have. Um, my, my other part of my background that brought me to where I am today is my personal background. And I was a carer for my husband. He was um, diagnosed with a terminal, a life-limiting illness, and uh, I was his carer for the last 17 months of his life at home. And so both areas of my life, my personal and my professional life, gave me uh, the uh, impetus, I suppose you would say, to come up with some way to encourage people, people to have these important conversations. Jillian, can you talk a little bit more about this motivation? Obviously, as a funeral director and care for your husband at the time, um, can you talk about the motivation to, to, get, uh, to start Your Life Talks? Yes, certainly. When my husband was, was uh, diagnosed, uh, I, I stopped working straight away and I, I became his full-time carer. And uh, he had uh, cancer and he was very ill and uh, part of the illness was obviously a lot of depression. And one of the things that, I, that we have five adult sons and one of the things that we found really helped to lift his spirits um, during that time was if my sons and I would sit and we'd ask him questions about his life story and we'd encourage him to tell stories. And it was pretty amazing to see the effect that had on him, how it would bring him out of a, um, you know, very, very deep depression and lift his spirit. Um, so that was that was one of the motivations. And the other motivation was my husband and I had been together for almost 40 years. And we had never had a, a discussion about what we would want if one of us uh, was ill in terms of health care. 
um, or the healthcare prevention uh, intervention that we might not want. And when my husband, uh, towards the end of his life, he couldn't uh, actually communicate with us, and um, it was a very difficult time for myself and my sons and their partners because we didn't all agree on, on what healthcare he should be provided with. And it caused what I saw as unnecessary stress at that time because we hadn't had that conversation earlier. So that they were the two uh, catalysts for me to, to think about some sort of tool that could encourage people to have these conversations. Uh, Jolene, can you, curious, what do you mean by life talks? By life talks, I mean they're the conversations that we we don't have as a family. We, you know, you often think that you know everything. And as I said, my husband and I were together for almost forty years. I thought that I knew pretty much everything about him. But to my surprise, when he started talking and telling us stories from his teenage years and his um, early adult life, I found there was so much that I didn't know. So. When I say life talks, it's, it's, we're really meaning that the talks we, we talk about telling stories from our lives. And the interesting thing that we found uh, when I developed the cards is that when we encourage people to talk about their life story, their life talks, we, start, we often include what we've held important to us in our life, we, reflecting on events and challenges that we had. And that often leads, it's a natural segue into talking about what is important to us in our future. So the, the two talks about our life, both reflecting on our life and looking towards our future, uh, they just follow on from each other in a very natural flow of conversation. I'd like to dive into your time as a funeral director, because I can imagine that you have quite a few stories maybe that, that have impacted you, especially with you know your life talks as far as what you saw with families, whether it was you know how to, to you know to, to eulogize somebody correctly, or you know maybe somebody they didn't understand their their wishes as far as cremation. I'm sure there are, you know that that impacted you as well. Most definitely. Uh Quite often talking to families, you referred to, to the writing of the eulogy and I would often assist families with writing the eulogy. And a simple question to a family like, uh, you know, what, what was your father's first job? And I'd have three adult children all giving me a different answer because they all thought they knew and they'd all heard different stories from their dad. So, uh, you know, one would say he's he worked at the railways and another one would say, oh no, he worked at the local bakery before that. Um, you know, you, you have other family members going, well, I didn't know that. So, uh, you know, asking those questions about somebody's life, I came to realise that families often don't know a lot of stories from their, their loved one's life. And, and also, as you mentioned, uh, very simple questions about organising their funeral service and a simple question like, um, are we going to organise a burial or, or a cremation? And the family would struggle to, to come to a decision about that because that conversation had never been had within the family. Uh, so other things, to give an example, like the, 
very surprisingly, the number of times I heard families say, we, we know they had a will, um, but we haven't been able to locate it as yet. We don't know where it's located. Um, so quite often very simple things that, that should have been spoken about much earlier, uh, I came to find that they, they just weren't known within the family. I'd like to learn more about your perspective as, I don't want to say you're a professional caregiver, but your time as a funeral director, you know, working with these families as they share their stories, and then your time as a personal caregiver with your husband. What did you learn about both sides of the aisle, if you will, as it comes to family wishes and, and having those conversations? It, what I found is, is that if, if these conversations are not had we need to have these conversations while we're we're healthy and we're very clear-minded and we can sit down with our families and be very clear in telling them about uh, both our life story but also about our wishes for our future and uh, you know waiting I've often I had a lady say to me the other day that she would she doesn't want to have this conversation about her future with her family until it's necessary. <laughs> and when I asked her, when do you think it will be necessary, she couldn't quite define when that point would be reached. And uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is there is no point where there's a flag dropped or a bell rung that says now is a good time for you to have this conversation. We really need to make an effort to have it um, well in advance because uh, from my personal perspective, um, it can cause a lot of stress within a family if there's uh, no clear directions from that person as to what they want uh, when they're faced with a life-limiting illness. Yeah, I was just curious. I was wondering if maybe you could expand a little bit more on the, re the reflection of your journey um, going forward with these conversations. So what do these conversations look like? Look, there's no hard or fast rules about the conversation. When I looked at, uh, I'd like to set out to encourage people to have these conversations. Uh, I was, there's a number of tools that, that people can use, but uh, quite often, particularly talking to our families about what we want in our future, it can be a challenging conversation. A conversation. So I, I was looking at something that would be an icebreaker really, that could get the conversation going. So I chose to design conversations start at heart. Uh, because they're very tactile, uh, they're a very uh, engaging way to start a conversation. They're, um, they're not a threatening way. They're, they're much uh, more engaging than somebody sitting with a clipboard and a pen in front of you and saying, look, I've got 50 questions here that I'd like to go through. The cards can be used over a period of time where uh, you can you know, say to the, the person that you're wanting to engage in the conversation, let's just choose one card and, and, and just have a chat about that one question on that card. So um, I, I chose that as, as a much more engaging way to um, kickstart the conversation. Jolene, are these cards kind of a one-size-fits-all or do they fit if somebody has a cognitive impairment? Um, can you tell me a little bit about how these cards were designed? Yes, I, I, 
initially, um, as you can imagine, it was difficult to come up with 50 questions for, for each set of cards. So there's one set of cards called uh, Your Life Story, which is 50 questions to uh, encourage you to tell stories while you're reflecting on your past. The other set of cards is 50 questions asking about what you would like um, in your future as you're ageing. So uh, I initially came up, it was very difficult with the Your Life Story, I think I came up with 120 questions initially. Wow. So uh, what I decided to do was to go out to professionals in the field. So I, I went out to um, relationship counsellors and social workers and they helped me refine it down to 50 uh, questions and they are exactly that. They're just they're conversation starters. Not every question, there's one question on each card, but not every question applies to every person. Sometimes people say, well, that doesn't really apply to my life story. However, I can, they often tell you another story. <laughs> that It might be one question that, that it kickstarts a different line of thought with them. So uh, the same with the Your Life Wishes cards where we're looking towards our future. Once again, I went out and I had assistance from people that work in aged care and also in hospice and palliative care and uh, uh, nursing staff and they helped me refine those 50 questions to be the ones they can they considered the most important for people to consider. You know, Jolene, with the conversations you've had with the experts and through your experience, do you find well, you've got these 50 questions on your life story and then your life in the future, is there a place that people should start when it says, when it comes to having this first conversation, should everybody start in the same place or how does that no, work? No, definitely not. Particularly with the Your Life Story cards particularly, uh, you know, when I talk to people, they often say, well, I, I don't know where I would start talking about stories from my life. Or they say, uh, I don't think I'm very interesting. I don't even know what I would tell you about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and really, the, the Your Life Story cards are basically you could spread the 50 out and just say, pick a card, any card will do. And let's just, you know, talk about that and tell me some stories connected with that. It's just interesting, once people start talking, and, and a lot of people will tell you, oh look, I, I really don't remember a lot, I haven't got a good memory. It is quite amazing when people start to talk and they start to tell stories, it will just, just tip over and, and they suddenly, that story leads to, oh wow, I could also tell you about something else connected and it just starts a flow of stories. In fact, I go out and give community talks and we use the Your Life Story card with people in attendance and uh, you know quite often they, they're shy at first but after a few minutes uh, it, everybody wants to tell a story from their life so uh, there is no uh, particular way to use those your life story cards. Um, I encourage people not to try and tell their life story in a timeline because that can be quite difficult for people. Um, far better to just start reflecting on stories and answering the questions. If you're going to record this and, and make a keepsake legacy for your family, you can organise those stories into a time frame afterwards. Uh, with the Your Life Wishes cards, they might be a little bit better to use in the sequence of questions. The cards are numbered 1 to 50. 
because they start uh, with encouraging people to talk about how they've put their affairs in order, um, uh, right through to what sort of accommodation they'd like their family to help them organise if they should lose their independence um, or need additional care, and they follow in a sequence through to what sort of health care we would like as we're ageing, uh, right through to end of life care, and then what we would like for our funeral and memorialisation. So they do follow more of a, a sequence. Can we talk about the use of the cards outside of the family, some settings that you might use these cards? Yes, it's been very interesting. My, my initial uh, mission was to encourage families to have these conversations, but the, the cards have taken on a life of their own um, out in the community. We have, uh, they're used very much now in uh, aged care settings, um, uh, with, uh, you know, senior living, uh, with people living in accommodation. We often, the staff, and we, we have a lot of volunteers that work in the aged care uh, sector in Australia, and quite often it's, we train the volunteers on how to sit and have these life talks with uh, the residents in those aged care settings. Uh, we also use them uh, to go out to community and care groups. It's a, it's a great way for people in those community and care groups to use the Your Life Story cards to get to know their members better in a very engaging and, and fun way using the cards. Uh, we also use them, uh, um, a lot of colleges in Australia, their senior students, and I'm talking about students in the uh, 15 to 17 year age group, uh, go out to aged care on a buddy program. So uh, once a month the students go out to visit their buddy in the aged care setting and these teenagers often have trouble starting a conversation with a senior, they're not always sure what to talk about and they use the cards as a great way to start conversations with their senior buddy. And we've also recently um, started events in primary school with, with children around the uh, 10 and 11 and 12 year where they invite seniors in for uh, morning tea events and we have seniors and children sitting at tables and they have absolutely, we call it um, talking about my generation and uh, they have a load of fun with the seniors asking the children questions from the cards and the children asking seniors. And so the, the, there's just a, a lot of different uses for the cards. If we can take a step back, I wanted to ask you again about the use of cards. Why was it important for you in developing your business to use cards as your as your content delivery? Uh, I feel that, that, that in today's world, it's a very uh, digital, technical, instant world that we're living in now. And I, I felt it was important to encourage people to take the time to sit down and have conversations. Um, the cards are, uh, I call them a talking stick. Um, they give people permission to talk. I, I don't know if you have in meetings there, but often in a meeting, uh, uh, to control the meeting, uh, you hand around a talking stick, and if you have the stick, you now have permission to talk. And the cards often have that effect on people as well. 
because they're tactile and and it's like having possession of that, that once they have that and that question is in front of them, they, they now have permission to talk. And that's particularly helpful for people that might have had uh, uh, challenges to overcome in their life that they uh, have had difficulty coming to terms with. It's quite interesting if they have a question there that they might not have uh, found easy to talk about before, they now have permission to talk about. And uh, I can give you a quick example of that, if you like, of, of how that Absolutely. works. So I, I was in a, a carer group that had been meeting for 14 years, and it was a group of around 25 people, and they were very uh, familiar with each other. They'd been meeting for a long time. They were a cancer support group. And I um, gave out some of the cards, and I have a lady sitting near me who was very quiet. And uh, she wanted a card. And uh, the question on her card that she read out to the group was, um, tell me three words that best describe you. And that's not always an easy question to answer. You sometimes have to think about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the facilitator of the group said, oh, Betty, um, those three words would be quiet, quiet, quiet. So obviously Betty was a very quiet member of this group. But her first word that she used, she said, uh, she used the word survivor. And I thought, well, that, that makes sense. We're in a cancer support group. But no, she talked for another 20 minutes about how she was a cancer, a survivor of domestic violence for 40 years. And I looked around the group as she was talking and I could see looks of utter amazement on their face that they had known her all this time, but she's never mentioned this part of her life. So it, that's what I mean about permission to speak. She, that, she, she told me afterwards she'd often wanted to tell people about it, but um, it, she, she just never had the courage to talk, and that card was suddenly her ticket to Wonderful. talk about that. Yeah, so that's just that, one that's, example. Should people record these life talks? Yes, absolutely. We, we really encourage people to, to record them. Uh, obviously, the easiest way is to, uh, you know, an audio recording. Uh, but, you know, some people like to do a video recording as well. Or, or quite simply, um, you can write down uh, the answers to the questions if that's what you prefer. But certainly for your life story, um, and also for your future wishes, um, we, we do advise people to record what the conversations are about. And now you've recently launched an app. Yes, can and you, so I was just, you... I just, that leads into our app. So Yes, please. Uh, we, we were asked, um, we've, I have been asked a lot over the past three years that we've had the cards out there, why, why wouldn't we develop an app? And, Initially, our response was, well, we're encouraging people to sit down and, and have this, slow down and have these conversations. But we came to realise it's different strokes for different folks and it is a technical digital world today and a lot of people like the idea of being able to pick up their phone um, and have instant access to the card. So basically, the app is our cards, but we've just... Uh, put them into a, a, a very easy format to use within the app and people can actually um, 
just record their answers. So if they're talking to mum, dad, or grandma, or granddad, uh, they can uh, tap to flip the card over, ask the question, and just have their, their phone on audio. And um, it was uh, a talk to text, so the, their words will be uh, made into text and they could uh, save those on their phone. And very soon we, they'll be able to contact us. We, we're capturing that information for them. They, they can save it on their phone, but they will be able to, uh, we will be able to put that in a booklet format and send it back as an ebook to them. Good stuff. We have a, uh, quite a few questions, Jolene, as you can imagine. Uh, first question is, how do I start and when should I start these conversations? Uh, okay, how, how, well, I'll go with when to start. When to start is when you think about this, that's the time to make a move and decide. So really we, we need to start while people are healthy, clear-minded and are thinking about uh, wanting to get something down about their life story and their future wishes. So there's no magical time that I can give other than uh, it's, it's Now's the time. Um, how to start? Uh, I talking to people out who who use the cards quite often, other than myself. Um, it's great to talk about your life story by using photos. Photos are a wonderful medium uh, for getting people to talk. So we all know when you're sitting and somebody shows you a photo from 20 years ago. Um, it always leads, oh, you know, I remember where that photo was taken. We were at such and such with these people and we did this and that. So photos are a great way to start conversations. Also mementos, um, you know, we often have mementos around the home. So sitting with those and reminding mum, dad or, or grandma about the mementos often leads to a, an absolute flood of stories. So that's a great way to start. In terms of starting the Your Life Wishes, uh, it's it's really a matter of sitting down and uh, you know saying look I think for peace of mind it would be good if we could have a, a, a bit of a conversation about what's going to happen in, in the future um, so that you know I've, I have on my website a, a, a number of phrases that you can use if you're struggling with what to say um, to get that conversation going um, there's, I've, I've put a number of phrases there to ease your way into there. Let's go into the 50 questions for your life story and family members. Do you recommend, Jolene, that you have these conversations with the same family members or should these conversations happen with different members of the family? Uh, that's a difficult question to answer really, Jason, because family dynamics are so different within every family. It's, uh, uh, it really depends on your family dynamics. If, if you're the type of family that often sit around in a big family group, it would work well to have everybody there to contribute. But um, as we know, the relationships within families are, can be challenging sometimes and particularly if somebody has had a, um, uh, you know, not a happy childhood or challenges that have not been uh, a lot of uh, difficulty in their life, they might not want to sit in a big family group to talk about their life story. They might prefer to sit one-on-one -on -one, uh, because it's not an easy conversation for them to have sometimes. So that really depends on the family dynamics. 
Would you say the same then, Jolene, for your life wishes? Because that that appears to me be to more like what you're going to do, who you're going to set in place, you know, who's going to be the person when there's a health issue. So that seems to be pretty much the same group of individuals, right? It is, and um, that can that can be a very uh, emotional uh, conversation to have as well. This is why it's so important, particularly with those Your Life Wishes, that we have this conversation while we're very uh, clear-minded and, and healthy because uh, what happens is if, if, if we're unwell or we're um, having difficulty with our memory, um, family, in all their love and care, like to take over. <laughs> and they often won't agree on, on what should be done. So. Uh, I, in my experience, I find it's best if that conversation is, is, is maybe held initially with one family member and so some guidelines can be set down and maybe after the initial conversation, more family members can be brought into that conversation. You don't, you don't want something where it's getting out of control and everybody's adding their opinions in there. I think it's good to establish what your wishes are and then uh, expand that to talking to all the family about what your wishes are. Regarding your life wishes going forward, how often, Jolene, do you recommend that they review? Um, you know, if, if you go and if you go in order one through fifty, how often do you think they should start over? Uh, look, re reviewing your and, and I usually we refer to it as your future aging plan. Because okay. it encompasses everything that, that happens when you're aging. And so, uh, look, if you're fighting fit and 50, you might leave it another five years before you look at that. Um, if, you're, uh, if you're 90 <laughs> and you feel that, you know, your, your health is declining, you might be looking at, at reviewing that every 12 months. It really depends on where you're at in, your, in the... Uh, your age and your, your current health. But, you know, it, it's not just for people that are aging. We, we all need to look at talking to our family about things, what we would want if we had an accident or a life-limiting illness. That doesn't just apply to seniors. That really applies to younger people as well, particularly for people that might be... Uh, you know, moving, not so much now with the pandemic, but people that might be moving overseas or starting a new job, even people getting married and starting a family, they need to have these conversations with their new partner. Uh, we, none of us know what is ahead of us, really, and we, it, you know, we should have these conversations well ahead of time. Very good. Well, this has been a really good conversation, um, Jolene. How can people find you? Ah, look, they can uh, contact me uh, directly, um, Jolene at yourlifetalks.com, or they can go to the website, yourlifetalks.com, and uh, contact us through our contact page there. Um, or if they simply want the app, we're on uh, Google Play and uh, the App Store as Your Life Talks. So very easy to find. And um, yes, I'm happy to answer any other questions that people might have from today as well. Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Again, 
Jolene. So for Knowledgeable Aging, you can find us on YouTube. Of course, we have a podcast. You can find that on Spotify and Apple Play. Uh, my name is Jason Kotar. I'm your host, and this is Knowledgeable Aging.